Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Put your hands together for the Lord this evening. Is that the best you can do for the Lord tonight? And give him a shout if you are excited to be here. Hallelujah. Amen. You are welcome to the service. If you are watching in your room, as Alpio Farua said, from your kitchen, wherever you are watching from, I want you to know that you are about to have a supernatural experience. Turn to your neighbor and say, my neighbor, we are about to have a supernatural experience tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. And I keep saying that this is the best church. Oh, I just said this is the best church. And the reason is that God has given us one of his best servants to be our pastor. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Amen. I have seen many ministers and I can tell you that our pastor is one of the most anointed pastors all over the world. Not only in Kumasi, I said all over the world. Hallelujah. And she has a very big heart. She is always looking out for our God. You are about to receive the word of God. Put your hands together. Make some noise as we welcome our one. us back online. We pray, Lord, that your will will be done tonight. I pray that your word will be clear and your word will speak to our spirits. Let our hearts be soft, O God, and help us to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, before you take your seat, I'm assuming that you are standing at home, even though I know you are lying in your bed, but find your Bible and let's make our usual confession. So you want to lift up your Bible this evening? And you want to say, this is my Bible. Hey, those of you who are here, we can't hear you. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. You can take your seat. 
For those of you at home, it's a pleasure to be coming into your homes with our transmission tonight. Hallelujah. Now, dancing stars, pardon us. It's a, it's a, I know what the problem is, so we are sort, we're going to sort it out. Is that all right? Oh, is that okay? Yeah, so, I mean, by next week, we'll be, we'll be fully on and rolling. Amen. But it's a pleasure to be here, and we're going to share the word of God. It's been an interesting service so far. Film stars, just give the film stars a shout out. Come on. A shout also for Joshua behind his piano, leading us in praise and worship. Come on, another shout for Gloria. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. A shout for Forewa, a shout for Selassie. I tell you, we're pulling it together and the Lord is helping us. The laptopers are telling me I should not forget them. I should not forget them. I should not forget them. Uh, the, the sound people say they are here. Pastor Bafo says, even the saved guys, I mean, it's generally a very nice gathering over here. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, this is the month of October. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Time is really flying. Let me, you know, as I've been doing recently, of, I mean, I do my announcements before I start preaching because I think by the time I finish preaching, I don't know what happens, but the first announcement, I want to just remind you once again that our Bible school is recruiting for this year, the Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. Sometimes there are things that happen in your life, they mark you for the rest of your life. When I say they mark you, they deposit something in you, they do something in you that helps you for the rest of your life. Amen? And so for those of you who have just finished, or maybe you were doing your service, you've just finished you may want to consider attending this Bible school. There are many of you who have even signed up. You've said, one day I'm going to be a missionary. I cannot think of a better place to be trained than ABMTC. I just cannot imagine it. So I want you to send us a text. Send, your, send Lady Reverend Humi a text tonight if you're thinking about it. And one of the good things is that it has been made very simple. Bishop Dark has given us a scholarship, so your tuition is free, your accommodation is free. I mean, you are just coming from campus. One room this year, the, the, the landlords have gone, I mean, 3,500. Meanwhile, you are sharing the room with I don't know how many people. But by the grace of God, Anakazo Bible Ministry and Training Center is giving you free accommodation. I don't mean free accommodation of a certain standard, it's a certain standard, you know, and you are there, world class standard, you know, and then tuition is also free. And um, by the grace of God, for those of us in Anakazo Assemblies, if we vet you and we think that you are serious, we'll support you while you are there. So I don't know what better deal we can give you than this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what better deal. I don't know. Yeah. So if you are thinking about it, it's time to take action and send us your name. I mean, we'll talk about it and immediately after the service. Amen. Now, also, tomorrow is our Honor Your Prophet Sunday. <laughs> Amen. Give us Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6 in the NLT version. Or you are in KJV. How long will it take you to move over? No, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. Our heavy duty machines are not here. So these ones, uh -huh, they'll be in by the grace of God. Tell me about by the grace of God. When I say heavy duty, the ones that quickly do things, uh, that's the reason for even the dancing issue. Uh-huh. 
So if they were to do it, they would have had to shut, close everything so that we can play the video. Then now they start opening everything. Oh, say anybody, oh, today there is third world laptops. But <laughs> let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Amen. Let him that is taught in the word, you know, and we are taught in the word. I don't know how many times our prophet teaches us in a week, but even the prayer meetings I teach him. Oh, am I? You can, yeah. If even I have a write-up on the, I mean, it's not a simple thing. Yeah, the points, the topics, the scriptures. We've been taught so much. There are many, 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 many things. You see, now it's like normal thinking. Are you there? You normally think, let me honor my father. Let me honor my mother. But it's because somebody taught. Somebody taught. We were not like that before. You normally think, let me not go for a loan. It's normal thinking, but it's, it, no, no, you were taught. You were taught. So apart from, as the scripture is being opened, then it's being brought down to earth in such a way that we can use it, you know. And tomorrow is our honor your prophet Sunday. We will not be ashamed of it, and we will honor him. Amen. That's why the word encounter, I encourage you to just turn in and join that service because it's a celebration service. And we're just celebrating the person. Many people wait for somebody to die before they celebrate them. It's not a good practice. The person cannot see it. Oh, I'm not understanding what I'm saying. Your mother's house has not been painted for the past 35 years. Paint it while she's alive so that she cannot enjoy it. Oh, you're not getting what I'm saying. Your father, he has not worn a new cloth in the past 10 years. I beg you, get him a new cloth to wear that he can put it in the, you know, and walk around and feel that, look, his son has done something. Not that when he's dead, now then the dead body will be dressing it. Some prince, are you saying now we shouldn't? No, 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 please don't cross wires. I'm saying celebrate while they are alive. Amen. Are you there? So tomorrow is our HYP Sunday, and we will do due diligence and do what we must do. Hallelujah. The third thing are some upcoming programs. You know, I know you are at home, but you're going to take part. Hey, push your bed, your pillow, your friend, your sister, your whoever is around you, and tell them we're taking part. Amen. So I want you to keep these dates. I want to keep these dates. We're going to be having a Swollen Sunday in the Word Encounter service at the end of October. And yeah, I think it's a good place to put your hands together. Present service, I want you to be up and doing and watching because yours will come on next semester. And you must be up and doing about it. Are you there? Yeah. And then there is a camp with Bishop in Tefl. I know that you're at home. It's coming on from the 10th to the 12th of November. 10th to 12th of November. And I want you to try to be there. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things that changes life. Changes life. So be there. Amen. Then we have our carols night on the 17th of December. And we'll be expecting all of you who are at home to send us your videos. We're going to have a video segment in there. So begin to find your Christmas wear that you will use. Yeah. And we'll have a very good carols night right here. Amen and amen. Are you there? So just note these few dates and take part in all that is going on. Hallelujah. Well, this month of October, I'm going to be preaching from a subject that's so dear to my heart. Because I believe that, you know, the times we are living in right now show us that one, the coming of the Lord is near. How many of us doubt it? Do you doubt? How, okay, how many of us believe it? 
Yeah. I mean, every day, incredible things are happening. You may want to give them explanations, you know. Recently, I was watching the BBC footage of this um, place where the volcano has been spewing out for two weeks. And the thing made its way through people's houses and stuff into the sea. And even in the sea, I mean, the fires are raging. I'm like, goodness. Two weeks. If you can imagine, two weeks, lava is flowing like a river. For two weeks. For two weeks. Are you there? Flooding in parts of the world that they don't flood. People don't die in the Western world in a certain way, but it's happening. Are you with me? Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. Earthquakes. You wake up, no earthquake. You wake up, no earthquake. I've forgotten where the last one was. They showed somebody, Charlie, they were in the newsroom. No, the newsroom began to just. Hey! It's precious. First, we used to hear of an earthquake. When we hear one in a year, I mean, it's a lot. Now, it's almost every day. So you can see that the things that Jesus prophesied you can see that they are happening. Now, one of the systems that is shaking really hard are the financial systems of the world. So if you didn't believe God with your finances, this is the time to do it quickly. Because we have watched as very strong financial houses have come down. I'm not talking about the third world ones. We have our own economics. Only we seem to know how that one how that operates. But even in places where everything supposedly makes sense. Suddenly it's not making sense anymore. Are you with me? And that is why at this time more than any other, if you are a believer, I want to encourage you to switch over onto God's mode of doing things. For your own sake, please tell your neighbor, for your own sake. And if you are online, write it there. Tell somebody who is online. You can see yourselves. Tell the person for your own sake. If you have not turned over, if you have not done it, do it now. And that's why for this whole month, we're going to be speaking on the subject of the tithe. Tithing. 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 My prayer during this month is that if you are a tither, you will begin to understand it better from a scriptural point of view. Are you there? Because there are many of us who tithe in this church. Many tithe. But sometimes you're just doing it because they say but you need something stronger than they say. You need to understand the Bible, the biblical version of it. And also, when you don't understand the biblical backing, you're just there. So you also have no expectation. But when you begin to understand it well, you see that, oh, it's not just something that I'm just doing for the sake of doing. But it's actually something that is meant to be a blessing to me. Are you in the house? It's meant to bless the house of God, but it's also meant to bless you, the tither. Amen. And you'll understand it from the Bible. The second thing is that if you are a non-tither, you, have, you don't tithe because you came up from a background where tithing just wasn't there. You've never thought about it. My prayer is that as you listen to the word of God, you see, remember, word of God. Uh-huh. Because some of you have the propensity to listen to rubbish. Things that an unbeliever is talking about their tithe. What does he know about it? What does he know? Please ask your neighbor, what does your unbeliever brother, what does he know about the tithe? It's like me standing here and I'm starting to talk about some complicated brain surgery. What do I know about the brain? Please ask your neighbor, what do you understand about the brain? What do you know about it? As we're going to operate the brain, how do we go in? Where do we pass? You have got to bring chisel. Chisel, that we should use it to chisel to enter. 
because we don't know what we're about. It's an error, a grave error. And that is how it is when somebody who is an unbeliever is discussing something that belongs in the church. How? How can somebody have a comment about communion when they are not a, if you are not a Christian? You, I mean, the Bible says that the carnal man, he doesn't understand anything. 1 Corinthians 2.14 here because these things are spiritually designed so if you are not of our spirit you cannot design you can't understand it you see look at it on the scripture on the screen first corinthians 2 14 but the natural man the natural man is just the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness unto him neither can he know them because they are spiritually designed so i wouldn't take my advice about how God runs his economy from somebody who is an unbeliever. You are not inside. I mean, how? It's like me saying that I need help to extract a tooth and then I go to a carpenter. I mean, how? How? How possible? No, but that's what it means. Don't you want somebody who is a skilled dentist to sort your tooth out? Yes. So in the same way, it's a believer who must talk to you about these things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who must open the scripture? Then let us open the scripture and see what the scripture says. And I believe that it's going to help us. Amen. My prayer is that by the end of this series in the month of October, you will understand tithing. You see, some of us, we understand tithing to the extent that I don't care, even if they make it a law that don't tithe, I will not obey it. Oh, at all. When it comes to God and man, they are, I will obey God. Yeah. Oh, you catch me, sir. I will tithe. You cannot tell me what to do with what I have. You know, but it is because I'm a believer and I believe the scriptures. Are you with me? And I have seen the scriptures work over time. So during this month, I'm believing God to lead us into a very good discussion on the topic. And to help us do this, we're going to be taking a lot of lessons from this book by Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Why non-tithing Christians become poor and how tithing Christians can become rich. Amen. What a long title is that for you to understand? I want to see what book you have written before you start giving me comments. Essay, long essay, cry, won't mean sure. One long essay, cry, you are standing on your head. Don't bring yourself at all. <laughs> Thousand words, cry, they are struggling. Can you imagine? You're not a seat up. Amen. So, we're going to be discussing it from different points and believing God to guide us into what will really, what, you know, what we need. There's so many topics in that book. But what we really need is what I'm believing God. And so this evening, I'm starting from chapter one, six reasons why non-tithers become poor. And so if you are sitting in your house, in your hall, in your room, or somewhere, and you, 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 you don't tithe, I'm showing you where your poverty is coming from. Hey, mercy, mercy. Hallelujah. Six reasons why non-tithers become poor. Point number one. Let's go to Hosea chapter 8. In fact, before we do that, let me just read from the most famous passage around about tithing. What we, what we all think we know. Let's go there first. And let's read from Malachi chapter 8. Malachi chapter 8. Sorry, Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Malachi does not have eight chapters. <laughs> Malachi 3, 8. Will a man rob God? 
Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. The nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen and amen. Beautiful scriptures. Now, let's just do, they're just, we're doing quite a quick, should I say this is like an overview of the whole thing, and we'll begin to enter into it deeply next week. But why? Why are we saying that when you don't pay your tithe, you become poor? From the scriptures, no other place, right from the scriptures. Number one, non-tithers become poor because they have sown nothing, and so they harvest nothing. Are you there? Hosea chapter 8 and verse 7 gives us a nice scripture. They have sown the wind. Can you sow the wind? Can you catch the wind to sow the wind? They have sown the wind and they shall reap the whirlwind. It has no stock. The bad shall not shall yield no meal. If so be it yield, the stranger shall swallow it up. So you have not brought anything. You have not put down anything. You have not sacrificed anything. As I'm walking here today, it's been raining. There's good rain. The farmers are happy. Things are growing. I'm not expecting to harvest a bag of rice because I have not sown any seeds of rice. It's as simple as that. Tell anybody it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. I have not sown any to reap any. Wow. And so that's the first thing. You see, prosperity in its most basic form is sowing and reaping. That's the most basic form of prosperity. You want corn, you get corn, you, you sow it, you reap it. It's, it's the most basic. And it is just one of those normal laws in life. What you sow, you reap. When you sow learning, you, you harvest passing. <laughs> when you sow not learning, you harvest failing. It's very simple. <laughs> Are you there? Very, very serious. Tell your neighbor, very simple. And ask your neighbor, what have you been sowing? What have you been sowing? What have you been sowing? So that's the first thing. Now, number two, non-tithers become poor because they don't attract blessings on their lives. Let's go to verse 10 of Malachi chapter 3 that we have just read. Look at something. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now. In other words, test me and see. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. In other words, I'll bless you and you won't even have enough space to put it. You see. Now when you don't type, you don't invoke this blessing over yourself. And you know, as we look in the world, eh, you can see there are a lot of problems. There are a whole lot of problems. Arrow. There are a whole lot of problems. In fact, there's a very nice scripture. Genesis chapter 47 verse 9. Let's look at how Jacob expressed it. 
Jacob said unto Pharaoh, you see, this is after his son Joseph had brought them to the promised land and he, um, I mean, into Egypt and he now had a discussion with Pharaoh. He was talking to him and Pharaoh asked him, how old are you? Look at his answer. <laughs> the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life. Are you there? And have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. What he was saying was this. In those days, people could live 500 and something years, 700 and something years, 900 and something years. And no, please go back and stay, stay there. And he was saying that he was just 130. Just 130. Meanwhile, right now, dear Charlie, when you are 70, you are considered old. Some people are already practicing old age from 65. 60. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what shocks me are some of you who are 30 something, 20 something, you are practicing old age. You can't get up. You cannot move. You cannot clap. You cannot jump. You cannot do anything. The only thing that you are just moving like uh, your friend is saying. Yeah. Are you in the house? Some of you who have gone home, you are just sleeping. Meanwhile, what you don't know is that one of the signs of, sleep, of old age is plenty sleeping. And you are just sleeping. But you see, Jacob said something. He said, few and evil have been the days. In, in other words, plenty troubles. And I don't know who does not have troubles. I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they didn't come to church. Or they are not watching online. But the average person has a lot of issues of different types, you know, and different kinds. And one of the ways to overcome these things is for the blessings that come to be more. So when the blessings that are coming outweigh the curses or the things that are working, you become a blessed person. So as you are working the Ankunamas, you are going back and forth without an ability to affect what happens to you tomorrow. Why will you not engage in as many blessings as you can? Amen. Why will you not engage? I mean, if God himself is saying, look at what the Lord says in Malachi 3, he says, test me and see. And if I was not tithing, I would do the test. Try and see whether it works. And he says, what he will bring you, Christ, so much, you won't even have enough space to put it. Some of your cupboards are empty. I want to ask you to check your tithing. Some of you can't even give away a tin of sardine. You can't give anything away. You see, one of the signs of that blessing is that it's so much that you don't have enough space for everything. And if you have never had a point where the things you have are so much that you have to call somebody to come for some. Some of you reach there, but you don't even see. Your shirt, you should have let it go two years ago. It's still there. But actually, you should have given it away. Because it's more, the reason why you have not worn it is that you don't need it. Anything you have not worn in the past year should go. Apart from one or sometimes you have one or two special things that are for special occasions. But any ordinary clothing you've not worn. And that's why you don't see that God has actually blessed you. If you had moved it out, you'd have seen things come in. Yeah. Because his promise is that he'll bless you until there's not enough room. You see. Not enough room. You know. And if you really take him up on it, you see that it's true. One day, I, I called all my young ladies and I just removed all the jewelry that I had, everything. And I gave everything away. I gave everything away, everything. I just shared it. 
I just shared it like that. That's just shared it. <laughs> Today, my biggest problem is that I don't have enough space. Oh, you should do what? <laughs> but why will I call you? <laughs> when there are people around me who... <laughs> No, I'm just saying something. I'm just saying that I understand the scripture that I will bless you till you don't have enough room. You don't have enough space. And that is not, oh, it's because you are a pastor. You are an idiot. Can you see pastor in that scripture? It is an expectation from the fact that you pay your tithe that you have enough to give away. Yeah, it should be overflowing. Overflowing. Hey, church is quiet. You see, you know, I know what our problem is. Our problem is that, oh, my bank account, that's all, my momo is empty, so it means I don't have. You are, you are misinterpreting things. That's not the only thing that one blesses. I mean, the only blesses money. Then we are indeed very poor. We are indeed very poor. You have so many issues, you don't know where to put them. You have not recognized that that over, is part of the overflow. Please create some space, let it move so that's more. Yeah, from your tithing. From what? You're tithing. But when you have not tithed, this is a blessing you cannot claim. And you see, if you have not experienced it, it's very simple. You just have a talk with the Lord tonight. We're talking about something here. I've not seen it. The church is quiet. Yeah. Some of you, you even have old things. You see, we don't give away old things. We give away things that are usable and are even new. And create space because the blessings come. But when you don't have space, it just stops. There are many things that just stop because there's no space. So please let it glow. He says there will not be enough room. Just let it, let it just move. Let's just, let just go. You ate the watcher. You had so much watcher. Instead of you letting one pack go to somebody, you put it down. It got spot in the night. You threw it away. You didn't see that it was an overflowing. Ah. Please ask your neighbor who is that. Those of you online, please type it out. Find out. Ah, uh, they are showing me somebody. Oh, they say the person is here. He couldn't eat the thing. That door soon, and he didn't share some. He didn't understand that it was part of the blessings that were flowing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now we're number three today. I've told you I'm just doing an overview like that. One of the reasons why non-tithers are poor, that's number three, is because they have walked into a curse. There are different kinds of curses on this earth. There are some that a person utters. You know, you've done something and the person utters. There are also some in the word of God. Yeah, when you don't know the word of God, that's when you say that there are no curses in the word of God. What are you talking about? Right from Adam and Eve's day, there were curses lying down there. So these are things which just by being you walk into them. Just because you are born, you work and sweat. Well, just because you are born a woman, you will sweat over childbirth. Are you seeing it? Yeah. Now one of those cases is linked to tithing. And it's found in Malachi 3.9 as you can see. You are cursed with a curse. Let's, let's go to verse 8 so that you see where it's coming from. Will a man rob God yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. So because of this, verse 9, you are cursed with the curse. The thing is lying down. 
So it's like something that is lying down. For as long as you are here, you are okay. But if you pass here and quietly and go this way, the thing is lying down. It's ready to get you. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons for poverty. Yeah. Yeah. Poverty is a curse, I tell you. Poverty is a curse. There are people who say, oh, if you work very hard, hey, who works harder than a Ghanaian farmer? Me, well, their lives are so difficult. So please don't start, don't start playing the working hard card here. Yeah. And so I am saying we should be lazy. If I knew where you were, the knock you would get. Ah, please understand. Um, if Foriwa says I should send you a virtual one. But, <laughs> but I think you get the point. If it was just a matter of hard work, oh, then Charlie people will be in, in, in good shape. Not those of you who sleep till 10 at home, not you. Not you. Not you. Or those around here who sleep till 10. Not you. Are you there? But you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at the number of cases that apply to us. You'll be surprised. Are you in the house? I've given you two already. I said, if you are going to work, what, did, what was the case on Adam? By the sweat of your brow, you eat bread. It has extended to both male and female now. They have cured a lot of things about childbirth in the hospital, but you will still feel something. You will still go through something. Yes, you will still go through pain. It's a whole area of issues. And these are just things lying there. Are you in the house? One of the things we don't think about in, in, in Ghana, we often talk about the buyers of the slaves. We never talk about the sellers. Who could shame all of us who are here? We have inherited some ancestral curse because our ancestors were the sellers. Especially those of us. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, it's true. If a buyer of a slave is cursed, what about the seller? What about the one who caught his brother and sold? What about that? So, all I'm trying to say is that there are so many of these things around. Why will you go and add this one to your issues? You have already walked into so many. But we need the blessings. We need the opposite. Amen. So that we can come out. Hallelujah. Hey. The thing is tensious. Number four. We're talking about why when you don't type, why do you become poor? And we are seeing it from the scriptures. The next one. Non-tithers become poor because devourers constantly eat up their wealth. Devourers. Malachi 3.11 I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. That's for those who are tithing. So when you are not tithing, you will experience the devourer. What is a devourer? You see, don't be under the imagination that people who don't tithe don't have money. They may have money, but something comes to eat it. Regularly. (laughs) Are you there? For example, where we are in this part of the world where they are always giving people loans loans, has it made anybody rich? has it improved anything? no, why? because devourers Ish. devourers amen so you go you will seek God, you will earn more money but you will also be poorer hey. something is happening in the house yeah and that's one of the reasons. So the person is there. You are not tithing. I know people who have hefty salaries, but the salary comes home. But things eat it. Things eat it. They don't see when, yeah, things just eat it. So nothing really improves. Nothing really improves. 
They are in fact worse off than some national servicemen. Eh? National service, 500 and something. It's like, oh, it is 559 or what? It's nothing. But the person is able to manage it. But there are also others. Plenty money, but the thing just flies. It just goes. <laughs> and this is one of the main things about not hiding. I remember a young friend of mine. Well, he is not a young man anymore, but when he was young, he had just started teaching. His pay was very small and he was not tithing. And when I asked him why he wasn't tithing, he said to me that, oh, life is too busy, <laughs> difficult. Then he said, then he said, every month my iron gets spot. So, by the time his salary comes, either he's owing the man who repairs it, or he has just, he's just carried it there. And I told him, I said, that's a devourer right there. Right there. That's a devourer right there. That's a devourer right there. Are you in the house? That's something that has come to eat up. That's a devourer. To just eat what you have brought. So you are working and working and working and working. And yet, all the time, you are broke, you are broke, you are always broke. I know people who are always broke. When they have a job, they are broke. When they don't have a job, they are broke. Every time they are broke because of the devourers. And the devourers just come. Some of you, your devourer is your health. Every day you have a long list of, of, of medications you are buying. It's eating what you have brought. But because you have not safeguarded it by your time. Hey! Turn to your neighbor and say, hey! Yeah. One of the ways to get rich is not even necessarily to increase income, but to decrease what is devoured. Hey! My house, I know when the devourers arrive, everything disappears. <laughs> are you there? Ask your neighbor, are you a devourer? Some of you, when you arrived home, your parents, they were happy to see you, but the happiness was with a little bit of, what is this? We're happy when you come over, some devourers have vacated. It means that our bread, oh yes. I know somebody, when he used to arrive in my house, as he arrives at home, the bread budget doubles by the next morning. What all of us will eat, he alone will eat one. So you have to buy the one all of us will eat plus the one he will eat. Are you there? Yeah. Another time, I had just opened a tin of Milo one evening. And the following evening, <laughs> when I looked at it, it was half. I said, why? Why? What has happened? And I was marching up and down my kitchen. Asking, I don't enjoy these things. Why would you do that? I mean, I've not said don't drink the milo, but why? From last night to tonight. One of my young ladies was, they were laughing in the kitchen. Then they told me, I've forgotten somebody has arrived. Then they went and removed the cup in which the person made the milo and said, this was the cup that was used last night. Once, once, that half, half tin of milo. Tell your neighbor, son, look, do not be a devourer in the house. Look, your parents are struggling. Hey. Yes, it was one cup. It was one cup. Some of you, when you were coming home, pet, your mother went to hide her powder. She went to hide her clothing. Your father, he removed all his vests and put it somewhere because devourers have entered the house. Devourers. <laughs> Just because you have arrived. Your father, he has vests. He has 12. He knows where they are. Just because you have arrived in the house, 12 minutes has become six. Hmm. 
<laughs> he stopped buying black socks because of you. <laughs> are you in the church? We are laughing, we're talking, but it's serious business. Yeah, serious business. Yeah, as well, I mean, we like our children. We know that that's how it is. But I'm just showing you how things can suddenly change. Number five. Non-tithers become poor because the fruits of their fields are constantly destroyed. Same scripture. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. (laughs) The destroyer is the brother of the devourer. So this one, the fruit has come home, but they just spoil it. They just spoil it. And it's very painful, you see. It's very painful because you just lose. One of the, 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 the destroyers moving around these days is floods. They're just moving around, just moving around. You know, just flooding. Someone is telling me that, that no, they've never had a flood in the house before. But all of a sudden, are you there? Yeah. But the Bible says that as you tithe, I will rebuke the devourer and that you, he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. The things you have brought, he will not spoil them. Are you there? And, there are, and there's a lot of waste that goes on, careless management. This one is like talking about us. Yeah. Ghana, we have so much, but we don't see it. We don't see between the devourer and the destroyer. We don't see between the two of them. We don't see it. <laughs> Are you there? From neglect, I was passing on some new road today, and I could see that the holes have begun. I say, Yehovah, this road that we have been on the past ten years, you cannot link one city to the other city. Now the path has been done. Cry is getting holes. What is that? Hey. Are you there? Yeah. Destroyer, just destroying things. Destroying our young ladies, young children. Destroying the young ladies. It's a very serious thing. Very, very serious thing. Right? It's when we even have these 12 year olds, 13 year olds, 14 year olds who are pregnant. The hospital does like, they will not even answer a question. <clears throat> yeah, you ask yourself, what is going on? That's a destroyer at work. Just destroying everything. And you want it in your life. Please give the Lord your tithe to ensure that He watches over you and keeps you from the devourer and the destroyer. Hey, I know some people, everything they buy is false. That's true. Everything they buy is destroyed. Can get up, go and buy new one. Can't put it. Just give them five months, the thing starts to spoil. I'm talking to some people. Still, ah, you won't type. It's because you are, you are handling yourself. Keep on. Hey. Are you in the church? Yeah. We will get up, use a lot of money, renovate a place, do the thing, do the thing. Just keep, just a little time. The destruction begins again. Hey. Are you in the house? So stop arguing with it. Put your tithe there as an embargo against the destroyer. Yeah. You have come to school. Your phone got spoiled in the same week as your laptop. In the same week as your tablet. I mean, you yourself, Christ, something should tell you that there is something behind this thing. Go and check. 
Me, mom, when I see some signs, I just check. Is there a tithe I've missed? Did I make a mistake somewhere? Because I don't expect it. I don't expect it. Hey. The same time. The same time. That same time, your only black shoe gets spot. Your kamboo develops a hole. Hey. All your socks have holes in them. It's just that you've been putting them inside your shoes. <laughs> a destroyer is at work. Many of you. No. <laughs> if you have bought two phones in one year, a devourer, a devourer is walking behind you. A devourer. I know somebody's on his fifth phone. I told him that you should know that something has happened. Ah, in one year. In one year. I mean, how? The people who I don't even understand, you want us to know that you bought an iPhone, so you will not even buy a protective cover. The devourer will come for it. The devourer will come for it. And don't you dare. It spoils the beauty. Be there, be enjoying the beauty. And all the brothers I know like that, because normally it's brothers. All of them, they've got cracked screens, cracked screens, cracked. And from the cracking of the screen, the pin is spoiled, and they're looking for another phone. It's a destroyer, a devourer. It's a devourer. It's a devourer. You should be able to have your phone and keep your phone until you decide to change it. Yeah. You, it's just like I'm tired of seeing you, Lord. Just bless me with another one. The church has become quiet. I travel all over the place with this my one iPad. It's, oh, it is. It has lasted. It's doing everything. It's of iPhone when they want uh, uh, Apple when they want to read out something you'll be there then suddenly you can't update something you can see that they are giving you that's how it should be then you make a plan I'm going to get another but some of you every time you don't have a phone chronic it's always the same people doesn't matter whether you buy fresh new one oh yeah devourer devourers 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 everything you pick you drop it it's a destroyer. Who is that using a yam? Please, we boiled the yams a long time ago. We boiled them. We don't want to see yams here. Hey. <laughs> and number six. Non-tithers become poor because they lose their fruits before they get a chance to harvest. Malachi 3.11 again. Are you seeing that scripture? It's saying everything. It says your vine, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. So this one is not devourer, it's not destroyer. It's just that the thing is spot. You lose it before you have a chance to harvest. And unfortunately, this is a description of many businesses. You invest in it, you put in it, put something in it. It's supposed to bring you something. But just as it begins, it begins to fruit, then something, 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 something. Are you there? Let me read something here. Non-tithers are cursed with the failed harvest. A failed harvest is failure to reap the corresponding and appropriate harvest for what you have invested. 
So you have put something in, oh, you've invested maybe your time, maybe your money. It's supposed to bring you something. But before it does that, the thing just spoils. All because you're not tithing. And so what happens is that your investment does not return to you. Are you in the house? Six reasons why non-tithers become poor. I don't know why you would want to use your life to test whether it's true or not. When God himself is saying in the scriptures that you do the tithe and test and see whether there will not be a change. Are you there? Hello. I'm talking to you. I'm just sitting there. <laughs> but I pray that you can see the devouring, you can see the destroys, and you can see the things that are casting their young. Things that are costing you three times as much as they should. And it's all because of this area that sometimes you have not tithed. I want us to stand to our feet and we want to pray. And you want to say, Lord, restore to me that which has been eaten. I've now understood. If you are a tither, say, Lord, help me to be a serious tither. Help me to continue to tithe. If you are someone who has not been tithing, then you want to say, Lord, help me to redeem myself starting from now. Immediately, 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 lift up your voice and pray. Father, we thank you. We're so grateful to you for your word. Thank you so much for the scriptures that teach us how things work. Grant us humility to learn it. Remove from us the spirit of foolishness and the spirit of unbelief. May we be believers of your scriptures. And may we live to taste it. You said we should test you and see. Thank you that we can have full confidence in your word. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at folciaibiasi. God richly bless you.